do you primarily see your boss as a judge or as a coach? And if you primarily see your boss as a judge (laughs) and you're worried about them evaluating you all the time, then as we go through this managing up, like you really want to be moving more across to how can I get more of the coach out of my boss? Welcome to Startup Jobs, a podcast where we explore all the different jobs in a tech startup. What exactly are they and what have we learned from scaling teams from the inside? While most startup content focuses on the founder or investor or specific area like marketing, this show is about accelerating your personal and career growth journey in whatever startup job is best for you. Yeah, exactly, Kai. Like This show is about you. We want you to be the very best that you can be. I was like, Kai, do I even need headphones for this chat? We're sitting across from each other and you're like, but you won't get the intro music. You won't get the intro music. I want the intro music. The people listening get the intro music. I'm fired up. We have to, we have to do it. Let's do this. Um, so, Mike, today we are digging into a topic we have flagged we would do. Mm. Um, I'm glad we've got to it. I'm glad we've prioritized it. We're talking about managing up. Wow. And uh, I believe you've got, uh, got a simple summary as to what to expect for the rest of this episode, a one-liner of sorts about yeah, managing up. Put this up. in the, um, what's that opening thing called? <laughs> like, you know, where you get the opening snip cut? What's that called? What's oh, the, the, like, the hook. Is, that, is it called the hook? Is uh, that what it's hook, called? Yeah, oh, right. Okay. All right, so put this in the hook. Right. I'm quite proud I made it up myself. Managing up is not sucking up. I think a lot of the reason why people don't invest in managing up basically setting expectations with your manager, your boss, other key stakeholders is that they feel like I'm sucking up. And the other reason is people also maybe feel like it's not the real work. The real work is the doing. Mm. And so if I'm going to spend 30 minutes summarizing my doing, what a waste of time when I could be doing more of the doing. Right. And I'm not here to like make myself look good. I'm here to do the work and so therefore you can justify mentally to not invest in the things we're going to talk about today around managing up yeah maybe listen to our episode on um on on basically the the first few months into a startup role where we did talk about like optimizing for hitting your goals and not looking good right right? so it's like how do do you balance that because that is still true but but then how do you sort of do the managing up as well that's what we're going to talk about i think what's interesting is when you've worked in a large organization you know i spent a bit of time working at Microsoft and, and other large organizations before being in a startup. And one of the things that you have to get really good at in large organizations is stakeholder management mm. because you are very dependent on a lot of different people for you to be able to be successful, for your team to be successful. You either need budgets, you either need approvals, you need other teams to get aligned to do things that you need support with for your team to be able to hit their goals. And so being really clear in your communications and expectations and what you need from people and all the stakeholder management stuff, you've got to get good at. And what actually can end up happening in big organizations is you end up spending like, without exaggeration, what feels like and probably is in reality over 50% of your fucking time (laughs) doing stakeholder management, right? Um, It's not unusual. Like some people like, I feel like 70% of my time I'm just in stakeholder management. And then the 30% or the 50% is like the real work, right? And so then you come over to a startup and you're like, oh, great. I don't have to do any of this stakeholder management. Like we're all pretty flat. We're moving quickly. I'm just going to drop all of that and just focus purely on the work and the shipping. Mm. But that then leads into a range of problems. And we're going to, let's let's start there, I think. Like why are we talking about this? Why is it worth making an episode about? Um, why is it worth managing up? I think it's worth mentioning that the elements that we're going to cover today is both managing up, so your boss or your boss's boss and boss, like managing up, but it's also really great points here for managing down. So if you're a team leader, you know, if you run a small business, um, you've got to manage down. People got to know what the hell is happening and, and why. Um, and also managing across, like you've got stakeholders, right? So, you know, Kai, you're working in customer success now. You've got key stakeholders across the support you know, product, you know, even the sales organization, et cetera. And so the principles we're going to talk about are really relevant around managing up, down and across. But in terms of why you would invest in getting good at this stuff is 
if we if we focus on managing up for a moment, um, it really avoids micromanagement from your boss, which wastes a lot of time from your boss's perspective and from your perspective. Um, another reason is it makes you um, and your team like as productive as you can be um, because everyone is in sync, right? Um, there's no double handling. You're not having to repeat yourself uh, multiple times um, when people are in sync and you're managing up and managing across well. You're not having to do that double handling. Um, you can get to the outcomes that you care about quicker um, because there is that alignment. Mm. And probably one of the most important elements is that you can get the help and the support that you need uh, even faster and the best type of um, support that you need. Because like ultimately your boss, you know, their job is to help you be successful, right? And not only be the best that you can be as an individual, but to help you hit your goals uh, and to have help help you um, hit your team's goals and your boss can't see everything that you see and so knowing where you're stuck and where you need support in being stuck is um, you know one of the key things that managing up does really well and it's it's one of those things that when you sort of run through that's like okay great like clearly this sounds like something that's worth doing and right and maybe you know you give someone a, a whole pass um, or a free out of jail you know pass if they've come from that organization well, they did that all all day long and then have come in here and sort yes. of got that respite. But I guess the question is like, why is this so hard then? Mm. Um, you know, with all those benefits and all those um, good parts to managing it well, what makes it so hard to do? I think we're stuck in the managing up feels like sucking up. Um, and that's a mental barrier. Just like, you know, I know some people that just hate this concept of networking because they feel yep. like it's, you know, slimy and whatever slimy, else. Yeah. yeah, and as opposed to, well, wait a minute, like there are other humans out there doing similar roles or in other areas and I just have curiosity and I'm interested in connecting with all these different people and who knows where these dots may connect in the future. Fuck, that's great. That's great networking, right? So there's nothing bad in quote-unquote networking. Um, and just like managing up, it can make it look like, oh, you're just summarizing, you know, the best of hits as to how good you are, like, so sure. you can get in the good books. Yeah, so the whole kind of like sucking up thing. And then I think the other big thing is I certainly know when I've gone, yeah, it makes sense if I was to summarize what's going on in my world or summarize how we're tracking with stakeholders. Uh, like, I'm, I mentally know that's right. But then I look at my priority list, you know, I look at everything else and I go, where do I want to spend 30 minutes? it doesn't feel like one of those things that you would like check off to make progress because you're now summarizing what you've been doing and that doesn't feel as valuable yeah. as I could be doing more doing and doing more like impact. Um, and so that's where you kind of have to sort of remind yourself of the second, third order consequences of not doing that. You're going to end actually end up spending more than the half an hour the next week <laughs> getting people updated as to how things are going in meetings right. or like, like I mentioned at the top, um, you know, double handling, et cetera, et cetera. Let's just start with your boss. So if we're going to talk about managing up, so your boss, right? Um, and even if you're a small business owner, you know, and that's not the primary <laughs> audience, um, you know, here, but like actually everyone has some form of boss, right? Like in terms of um, stakeholders. And so, but if we just think about like your actual boss for a moment, so you cannot be successful in your role without your boss, right? Like it's actually impossible for you to be successful in your role without your boss and for a few reasons. One, you're actually going to need their um, their ability to influence uh, things within the organization or the company and you're going to need their ability to make decisions. Um, you're going to need them for information to um, maybe get budget, unblock stuff, fix stuff, right? So you, you actually can't be successful in what you're doing without your boss. Um, the other thing is that you need your boss to be successful to figure out and map out your career goals and just obvious things like they're going to approve your pay rise or, yeah. you know, benefits or have you. So, you know, you can't be both short-term and long-term uh, successful promotions, et cetera, without um, being aligned with your boss. The third one is um, you want them to be able to get the best view of where you're at so they can give you the best form of coaching. Um, so you can't mm. be successful without great coaching and like bonus points if they're a great manager, right? Because we talked about, what it means to be a great manager and one of the things that they do is we'll give you these stretch assignments right and it will be the right level of calibration of just enough to get lots of growth but without breaking you right and yeah. not like um, easy assignments and so 
part of managing up well um, and then being successful, you know, really means that your boss can be the best boss that they can be for you to then be successful in your role. So, um, you know, if good Lord, if we haven't packaged up why it's of value to manage up by now, then um, I think the, that, that, that sort of summarizes why it's worth investing in this, uh, this managing up thing. Great. So let's um, let's now talk about, I guess, some of the dynamics that you you mentioned there, and 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 really the role that you you see the the, the boss playing. Mm. Because I think I can definitely see in my head that the way that you perceive your boss or the role that they play from time to time is is going to affect your decisions here, right? Yeah, the boss is a really interesting relationship, and you know, I'll call it the boss dilemma. Um, mm. And so the sort of elephant in the room here is this boss dilemma. So on one hand, your boss is this modern supporter and coach, right? They're helping you be the best you can be. They're stretching you. They're developing you. Um, So that's definitely on one hand your boss. But then on the other hand, your boss is also an evaluator. You know, they are making a call as to how competent are you? (laughs) Um, Yes, to figure out the stretch assignments, what have you. But they're also going, hey, is this person even up for a uh, promotion in the future and primarily they're making those um, evaluations to figure out what's the best way to assemble this team so we win right so to use a basketball example um, you know if you've got an NBA player and they're rookie and they haven't really developed their defense skills but maybe they're a good scorer um, you know you're going to put that person when you're going to make an evaluation of them right you're going to put that person in the last five minutes of a critical game in the finals, you know, like, no, you're not going to do that. And so part of the evaluation is actually just having a fair evaluation of where you're at so they can both give you the right supporting and coaching, but also put you in the right positions and the right roles at the right times, you know, so that the, the company and the team can can overall win, right? So I think a good way to um, think about this relative to your situation is do you primarily see your boss as a judge? Mm. Or as a coach. And if you primarily see your boss as a judge um, (laughs) and you're worried about them evaluating you all the time, then as we go through this managing up, like you really want to be moving more across to how can I get more of the coach out of my boss, right? And then if you've got a really great relationship with your boss and they're a really good supporter and you feel well supported and coached, like maybe you're not thinking enough about they're actually making these micro-evaluations of you all the time. And do you know how they're evaluating you? Do you have an, a view of their evaluation of you? Yeah. And do you, and, and we can spend some time on aligning on that. So that oh, that's all an important little frame of judge versus coach, you know, and, and just being aware of that as we go into the managing up tips. Great. I love that um, that framing. And I guess it's it's one of those things that it may change over time, mm. right? Or even week to week. Yes. Um, depending on the, the How do you view your boss, Kai? Well, my boss used to be you. And I'll, <laughs> I'll save that answer for later. But no, um, the, my, my current boss, um, Emily, who's our head of CS, customer success, um, I really, really do view her as, as an excellent um, coach, um, confidant, um, someone who, you know, in, in tricky situations, I know is kind of there to, to come in and advise and, and sort of be that sort of sparring, mental sparring partner in those situations. Great. Um, but I think as well that there's that, that element of, um, Hey, like, I think you are doing a really good job here. Like a lot of good positive feedback. Mm. Um, and then being able to sort of say, Hey, like next time, I think there's a better approach to that as well. So getting that micro feedback and understanding that assessment. Um, but yeah, I I think she's a great coach. Nice, nice, nice. Um, so let's talk about what every boss in the world wants. Mm. Right. Take take a seat on take a seat on the well, other side of the table to, to manage up. You know, before we get to the uh, meats and potatoes of the tips of managing up well, of which there's only three very simple tips. Very good ones. Thank you. <laughs> um, you had a preview. Yeah. Um, there are just some core tenants that every boss is going to want from someone. Whether you're um, a McDonald's manager, um, whether you're a manager of a cafe, whether you're managing software engineers, uh, whether you're managing a building site, like every boss on the planet wants these things. And the first one is um, I I want an accurate view of your reality and your world Um, and in particular what's going on. So um, from an opportunity point of view, from a risk point of view, 
And ideally, these are facts and evidence-based. So, hey, I'm struggling with this customer. This customer's upset about blah, blah, blah. Okay, like, is that just a hunch you have or like what are actually the facts and the evidence that sit behind that? But certainly an accurate view of reality. And I think this is becoming more and more important as we have more distributed work, certainly if you're in a startup. Of course. Um, you don't really sit across from someone over their shoulder and you don't read all the tea leaves. So having that accurate view of reality. The second one is you just want the person to be goddamn reliable. Um, it's so simple, but just, you know, be a, be a doer. Um, you know, if, you, if, if, you're, if you're on point for something, um, can I rely on this person to, you know, do the things that they say and the core tenets of what that role is? Um, and the third one is I just call be a champ. And be a champ has multiple dimensions, um, you know, taking ownership of a situation, having growth mindset, you know, taking initiatives, being mm. ready to lead initiatives, you know, collaborating with, well with people um, around them, etc. But I think this accurate view of reality in a startup is one of the, is, is a critical thing. And what I have found a lot of people trip up on is this concept of what I call this is great. pre-chewing your meat. <laughs> you knew that I was going to say that. Yeah. I've, I've been going on a bit of a few rants about pre- <laughs> pre-chewing your meat. And, you know, like I was in a session even this morning um, and I've been in a lot of meetings today, so I won't name the um, the team. But this team knew that we were coming together to cover a, a couple of topics that we cover each week. And they also knew that, like, I was going to be there. And not that it's about, like, oh, you know, the CEO is there and the founder. Like, not that it's about, like, ego. But it's like, okay, well, I kind of want to have my shit together to be respectful of that person's time. Like, you know, my boss's boss in this case is going to be there. Um, and frankly, like, yeah, sure. I don't, I don't, if I have a choice, I don't want to look, like, incompetent, right? So back to the, the evaluation is those micro evaluations are happening. I'd want to look like I kind of know my shit and I'm on top of it, right? Plus you've also got, you know, the, the, the CEO who's very experienced in, in, you know, selling this or making that, yes. you know, who's done this stuff before, no matter what team you're in to actually come in and, and advise and suggest, you know, like you want to. That's right. That's right. So like the pre-chew you meet is like, you know, I'm going to ask this question, which is, where are we at with this customer or where are we at with this product dev or whatever the topic, you know, is, as you said, whether we're, you know, engaging with customers on things or whether we're, you know, building products on things. And so there are going to be these common questions and like it's in the agenda. We cover it every week on these topics, right? So you know that I'm going to ask this question and then to like for the person to go, oh, like on the fly, like go, oh, this is kind of what's happening. And then, you know, you get a three minute like unstructured like download and you can see that they're just, shooting a bit from the hip and you kind of like you didn't prepare at all not only that but it, just like think a little bit about what's actually going on there and what help do you need because then I can be the best support for you right like versus I now need to spend five minutes to help structure your thoughts and I need to help you chew that bit of meat and go okay well like why is that happening or like is, could it be this or could it be that or like what's the core issue here? Um, and so I think spending some time doing that beforehand and you can even just do it with a notepad and pen and go, okay, you know, my boss is probably going to ask this question or my boss's boss is probably going to ask this question on this thing in this meeting. Okay, like wh- why do I think where this is is at? And then just write three like bullet points um, and, and sort of start with the punchline and then the kind of two or three um, supporting points. And there may be more detail that sits under the hood and you can keep you can keep that um, up your sleeve if there's more questions. And I think the gold standard for this pre... Um, there's, there's kind of two points here. One is pre-chewing the meat and the other one is how to communicate it well as to where things are at. And I think how to communicate it well, there's this concept called um, uh, pyramid communication principle. Are you familiar with it? Yeah. Um, consulting kind of background. Yeah, right? management consulting. I think McKinsey might have um, come up with it, and the, the, there's books, um, you know, written on it. And uh, if you YouTube search, we'll, we'll find the link. There's a guy who was an ex-McKinsey consultant that teaches you how to, um, you know, communicate like a McKinsey consultant. And what's really good about it is it basically is like it starts with the punchline and then gives you the three supporting points and then withholds the the detail. So like if an exec walks past and you're working on a project, and they're like, "Oh, where's the project at?" The worst answer, which is the one that makes sense because you're living in the project every day, is like, well, you know, like at first, you know, we kicked off and then this happened and then we noticed we had that problem and then we went down this rabbit hole and, and then, then that and we got this. Yeah. <laughs> and then like this is what we're focusing on this week. And it's like a historical narrative of the journey that you've been on. But like that person's like, like 
just are, are we on track or not? Like you start with the so the ideal way to then communicate it is overall project is green. We're gonna get this thing done by this time. Um, major things that are going on is this, this, this. We've got this one problem. We haven't figured it out yet, but we should know by the end of the week, and it will be in the next you know project update or whatever it may be, right? Um, and so starting with that end in mind, like I was talking to um, <laughs> I was talking to this CEO. Uh, actually, he's he's since retired, but this founder, uh, multi-billion dollar um, software company, and uh, he's one of my mentors. And I was chatting with him the other week, and he's like, um, when he was, when he was the CEO before he retired, he'd force anyone who has a meeting with him or anyone who's in the meeting, he'd force them to summarize it within one minute. Wow. So he would often say. Wow. Hey Kai, what's happening like with your CS customers? And he'd be like, one minute. He, I don't know if he said one minute each time. <laughs> like a little timer, just no, on him at all times. <laughs> good to go. <laughs> that's the end. But I think that's just a, like that. That's probably like a good way of going. How do you summarize this? And look, it's hard. Like when you're, especially when you're starting out in your career, and especially in a startup where there's lots of complexity. But I would say like this is one area. Um, to get really good at. By the way, yeah, we haven't even gotten into the managing up, but this is actually a critical thing around managing up, which is pre-chew the meat, um, summarize the situation, summarize the problem. You know, ideally even have some obviously recommendations that you may um, uh, have, but this concept of pyramid principles, summarizing it really well, getting an accurate view of reality, that is one of the most important things in a startup that your boss wants from you. I, um, I, I think that's great. And um, I've actually got, got an example of this um, on the pyramid principle piece. Mm. And also this ties into um, the boss sort of coaching piece. Oh, yes. Um, a story from a couple of weeks ago where I, I had a customer and I was sort of working with them on some pretty persistent issues that they were having right. um, with, with, with a couple of um, like network issues with some devices. And I was like, okay, so this has been sort of ongoing and lots of different people have been involved. I'm going to put up this like sort of exact summary mm-hmm. um, and try and pull everything together. So putting that document together... I was kind of like, I probably should get this to them pretty soon. Like I was, you know, I was a bit under the pump. So I was like, okay, I'm going to like write like a, a bit of a sort of like a one, one line summary at the top. Yes. And then the next- If that's the only thing they read, they're they're good. It's true. But the next section was then like the historical account. Mm. Um, And then at the end, there was like the the next steps. Because in my head, as I was- preparing the document mm. that's how i wrote it mm. um, and i sent it off and then m my manager the next day she's like hey great document really good info next time just put the actions at the end that they were there just put them right at the top right like right at the top and then and then that's the sort of that's the order and i was like that actually makes so much sense yes that is pyramid principles yes. the way i wrote it was that i got to the actions at the end yes um but actually i needed to take the time to sort of swap that around and take that principle on That's board. Right. Often, often the trick is actually just reversing it. Do you know what's weird? Yeah. Like since I've read Pyramid Principle and understood the concept a few years ago, I've actually forced myself to do as many of my communications in Pyramid Principle as possible. That's and it right. is it is quite anti-human um, nature, I mm. will say that. So for example, even if I text my wife like, um, <laughs> you know, hey, like are you picking up the kids from school today? Well, whatever it may be, something like that. Like just, I will just pick like a... Normally, you'd go, hey, I'm in this meeting. It's going over time, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then you end with the, are you still good with picking up the kids? So, like, all I need to do is, like, flip the punchline to go, are you good to pick up the kids today at school? And then, oh, the reason why this meeting may go over time, but I can get there if need be, et cetera, et cetera. So, even just little things like that just makes all your communication a lot easier when you just go, I don't even have to think. Like, I can just read the opening line and I, like I, I, I know what's going on here, as opposed to you giving me some big long backstory yeah. um, before getting to the request or before getting to the update. The um the the only people in the world that are allowed to not do this are comedians. They can they can they right. can keep the punchline at the <laughs> end. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it oh, work. very true. Well, we have made this show like a punch, uh, like a com- comedic punchline because we have left the three killer tips for managing your boss well and managing up well. Um, and one of these is kind of like the way you frame this up to me is like, hey, nothing else from today's episode except for this, like doing this oh, thing. Oh, if you only do one. Yeah. Yeah, three is great. If you just do this one, game over. Great. You rock. Great. And you go into an elite pantheon <laughs> of superstars. I would say what well, you're a one percenter. Wow. 
in this environment? Uh, almost in every environment. Wow. Unless unless you're forced to do it, unless it's somehow company culture and that you're forced, I I think less than one percent do this. And I reckon of that one percent, only another ten percent. So what are we? Point zero one percent. Yep. Continue doing it consistently. Wow. And this thing is. It's so fucking easy. You can do it in fifteen minutes a week. This sounds like you're selling it like a diet or, or, or like a weight loss program. Like you'll be in the one percent. Have perfect alignment with your boss. Like off to the races next week without double handling. Your boss will think you're a champ, not because we're sucking up, but because we're clear about what's going on. Yeah, it takes you fifteen minutes. A week. And you don't even have to give up the donuts. No. What is it? Tell us, Mike. Here's the link for the subscription. Um, <laughs> so it's actually summarized really well uh, by a LinkedIn. Um, post by Justin Lemkin, who I'm a big fan of. And he says, send your boss a weekly email update of what you're working on and also to anyone indirectly report to without fail every week and this will battle you out so many times. So in short, just send an end of week email to your boss, ideally CC in a bunch of key stakeholders. And we can give some tips on that template, but it can be very simple these are the key things that I worked on. Like here's an update as to like metrics on KPIs or metrics on projects that we're working on. Like here's where I'm stuck on some stuff and like here's where I need help potentially. And this is like a Thursday or a Friday or start yeah, of I the think, week? I or? think, yeah, I mean it can be Friday or it can be Monday. I think like end of, end of week, top of, you know, start of the next week. I think end of week is good. And um, I get this from Ivan, our COO. I get this from AJ. I've got a few other people starting soon and it is so, I mean, uh, Billy who supports me on some admin, he actually does this daily and... Um, Sounds like the, a champion at doing it. The, 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 and he's not missed a single one. Every single day I get a bloody end of day report and it, um, actually I might just bring up the structure now. Let's have a look. What have you got, Billy? Uh, okay, daily overview without fail lands in my inbox and it goes, here's my admin tasks that I did. Um, I did this, I confirmed that payment detail for that invoice, I updated that like um, uh, database, I did that, I did that. Like there's some stuff that I didn't even know that, I was like, oh, that's right, he, <laughs> I asked him to do that uh, two months ago and oh, that's right, that's a recurring thing. And I was just like, oh, good on him, he's still fucking doing that thing, like yeah. that's great. Um, then the next thing, like I scanned through your emails and this is what I did, hey, you need to like cover this one, blah, 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 blah. He then summarizes it. Then... Here's your daily calendar, like management. I flew through this. He talks about like some conflicts in my calendar coming up and what I need to do. Then he's got a bullet point here. What do I need from you? And he's got two points that he needs from me. Like, right. can I accept this thing? Hey, by the way, you still haven't sent me your last pass login so I can help you there. And then what needs your action? He could probably put that at the top, frankly. And then he's like, Tom's waiting for your approval on this. AJ needs this from you. Matty needs this from you. Like this thing's here. Da, 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 da. And then he's like some FYIs. Like you don't need... You don't need to do anything, um, and like he's got some things um, there around. Super punchy, uh, yeah. And and that like s simple summary. I mean, that's a daily one, um, but you can use any kind of. We, we will give some recommended structures, but just a weekly email. What you're working on, where you're stuck, where you need help, it will put you in a one percenter. And I reckon you could time box it and get it done in under fifteen minutes. Now I do this. Uh, I did take a break while I. Um, uh, over December, January, but and I wasn't perfectly consistent, uh, but pretty consistent. I'd say maybe ninety percent ballpark. Uh, I sent a you know weekly CEO email. You talk about talk about metrics. You talk about what you're reading, um, but I think the main thing is like, hey, what's top of mind? Um, I I find it incredibly useful to get that from you as as I guess you're sort of managing down in a way. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think this is the managing down piece that's useful, particularly. So I I start with a quote of the week. Um, Last week's quote was make a customer, not a sale. I like that one. Right one. Um, best sales orgs don't appear like they're selling. They're, instead, they're focused on staying close as possible to their customers, understanding their pain points, solving problems in a frictionless way, and the sale will come. Anyways, we're getting distracted. But then I have top five things on my mind. Key numbers. I might have a section, what I want you to know about. Um, then I have content that I'm into at the moment. I summarize some books that I'm reading or podcasts I'm listening to, any reminders, and then a bonus quote. Sometimes I might put in... Um, 
things that I failed at this week um, and what I've learnt yeah, uh, on those on those failures. Um, people have found um, you know a lot, uh, got a lot of value out of that. Um, <clears throat> at other times, yeah, I make sure I put you know some good good shout outs in there as well. Um, but at least there's alignment of oh, that's that's something that's on you know um, my mind at the moment. So yeah, that's a summary of a, a managing now. But in short, point number one: send a weekly summary. Are you doing a weekly summary, Kai? At the moment, I am not. I'm do- I, I used to do a, um, a summary when I worked with Lex mm. in, our, in our product org. Um, and that was, I actually would do it as a Loom video. Um, and I'd run through it because, you know, and, and that was something that worked, worked for Lex and I. Um, but it's interesting because hearing you talk earlier about oh, so many things on this do list, like I can't justify half an hour. Yeah. Like I definitely have fallen into that that sort of trap of thinking. Um, so this is something I'm, I'm definitely keen to pick up. Yeah, so my coach, uh, Coach Brad, uh, he tells me, if you're going to do the CEO weekly email, um, keep at it and force yourself to try to get it under 15 minutes. Uh, the problem is I still have, you know, I'm a recovering perfectionist as per another episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I got to the like, hey, here's content that I'm consuming, I was like, oh, wouldn't it be great if I didn't just say that I read this book, but I summarized some of the key outcomes. And so like, before I know it, this bloody email started taking 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, and then it sort of became a bit of a drag. And then I dropped a couple. And then, you know, while uh, over the, the, the slower Christmas period, then I, I dropped it all together. And then recently I've just been going back to the putting a 15-minute timer on and then just forcing myself to ship it at 15 mm. minutes. And then if I'm into it and 21 minutes have gone past, fine. Um, but I'm really trying to go, do you know what? Like good and done is better than not done <laughs> and not shipped, right? So like good and shipped is better than not shipping it at all right. um, rather than trying to wait for some overly perfect uh, thing. So weekly email, um, keep it going. The second one is send a killer pre-read email before your one-on-one or like a key meeting with your manager. Mm. And so we have one-on-ones with everyone. um, And, you know, that person knows that I'm going to ask in that one-on-one, hey, what's the biggest thing on your mind right now? Uh, You know, what's the biggest challenge on your mind? Um, You know, or what are some key things on your plate that you need some help with? And, you know, they know that they're going to have that. Um, And I've got to say, Maddie, who leads our people uh, and culture, she is the gold standard, like, God damn, I get a pre-read email every single time. Every one-on-one I've ever had with her, she sent me a pre-read so 24 good. hours beforehand. I can read through it. I know that there's there may be some chunky topics there. I can then have a pillow test as well. Mm. You know, I wake up the next day, I know that she's going to want to cover um, some topics and we can get straight we can get straight into it. And Maddie has Clearly thought about it, right? Like she's, she's pre-chewed the meat. There's 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 some pre-chewing happening. Yes. There's no hey, so I've got three dot points, and here's where I want to sort of like. There's actually some thought that's gone in. Yeah, and look, sometimes that's okay. Um, you know, M shot me a note um, the other day. Say, hey, in our one-on-one, like I don't have anything like burning, so I'm just kind of happy to sort of go from the cuff and see what happens. Cool. And sometimes that. Um, open, let's just explore this territory can put us into some good spots as well because there might be something subconsciously um, they're not completely aware of. So it doesn't have to be this, you know, military precision necessarily every time. But I think as a general rule, shooting for, I want to send a pre-read. Let me think about, huh, what actually are the biggest things on my plate? Um, And I I will admit doing this well um, takes a lot of effort. Um, And doing this well before you've, got muscle memory as well uh, and certainly the heart of the problem which are probably the most important things to be talking to you, uh, to your boss about the heart of the problems the more time you need to spend r- reflecting you know you know journaling about it like really just sort of wrestling with it mm. to then be able to synthesize it and figure out okay what like, what do you actually want here like what are you asking what actually is going on yeah yeah and then structure it that way i mean i think we had a situation last week where you you know noticed some challenges that i wasn't across um and i bumped into you in the office and you mentioned it to and i was like fuck that sounds you know great like I mean, it was obviously not good but like yeah. my default is good like good that we know about it and we can stare at that reality and we can kind of fix that problem and then i said hey like i've got to run out can you just send me a voice note and, you know, summarize it. I mean, I don't know how long did it take for you to prepare for that? Cause that was also a complex topic, right? Yeah, it was, it was a complex topic and, and I, I bundled a few things into that. Um, and the way that I did that was actually kind of writing out like a memo mm. um, and sort of like quite an in-depth detailed dot point memo. Okay. Um, and I was like, Hey, I know the way that 
and we might touch on this towards the end here, but I know the way Mike likes things is is, is in voice note. Um, so I'm going to send it to him in that format. I'll bet it was a pretty chunky voice note. Um, Not every day I get an 18-minute voice note. No, 22 I, minutes. Nothing like the 2x speed uh, feature exactly. on, on WhatsApp. The thing is, though, I... I sent you that that memo as well. I was like, hey, here's a doc that I worked off when I was writing through this. Right. But I, did, I didn't just hit record and kind of have five dot points. I'm like, okay, well, I'll just try and get through these. Like I did have some structure yeah, nice. before I jumped into yeah, that. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Which leads perfectly into the last point that you know. So yeah, point one was uh, if the only thing you do is send a weekly update uh, to your manager what you've been working on and where you're blocked and where you need support and just reliably send it without fail every week. Uh, if you do that, you're in a one percenter. Uh, or a one percenter or a one percenter. Mm. Um, so keep doing that. Don't stop it. Um, the third, uh, sorry, the second point was uh, some really good pre-reads before meetings, um, as per Maddie's gold standard. And then the third one is spend some time, uh, both getting to know your manager, but asking some key questions from your manager, like what exactly is your work style. Um, what's going on in your world and what's their assessment of you. So I kind of have it as three A, B, C. So three A, um, understanding their work style. So, you know, in, in the, the, the White House, uh, there's, you know, there's some staff mm-hmm. that are there no matter which president comes in, right? Um, and like I was reading that there's, there's, there's two primary styles of presidents over the years. Mm. So one style is... Um, they love, and I, and I forget who, like, you know, who is which style, but like just loved all the like briefing documents, right? Like would come into the office, there'd be a pile of um, manila folders and he would just spend two hours reading them all. And then he'd get to the meetings and boom, 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 boom. He'd pre-read it all like super punchy, you know, can kind of blast through it. And then there were other presidents, I think it was JFK, maybe uh, Clinton, and they're just like, Certainly, Trump was in this uh, bucket. Mm-hmm. Would 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 not or barely would read the pre reads. Um, and what they would prefer to do is hash it out in a conversational style. And they wanted more of a verbal update. So they'd come to the meeting and go, "All right, like Minister of Defense, like give me the summary of what's going on." That absorb all the information there in real time, and then they want to um, discuss it. Now, clearly, the person needs to come prepared uh, for that meeting. But the right. kind of point was. Each person has their own style um, and I've got a particular style how I like to get information and it depends what that information is as well. I also like, don't send me a bloody WhatsApp if you don't need me to be across this in the next handful of hours. So I really prefer WhatsApp that's kind of time sensitive Yeah. or you flag it because you're sending it as a voice note for convenience. So you may flag it, hey, non-urgent voice notes about this topic, um, you know, kind of pick it up when it suits. Okay, great. Well, I can see that there in the background, like on my WhatsApp. And so getting to know the work style of your manager, how do they like to triage information? How do they like problems um, uh, put on their desk? Um, each person is going to be a little bit different how they like that. Like, you know, Sam, who's uh, on our board and previously our CEO, like he fucking hates voice notes. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, God damn, if you send him a voice note, it's not going to go down as well. I love voice notes, but then, I don't like an unstructured, not thought of voice note, right? So spend the time thinking about it and you send me a punchy three, five minute verbal summary. That's great. I can digest that quicker than, you know, reading a long, long email. Yeah. The other one that I really like is um, what, understanding their world. Like what's the mm. biggest concerns that you have right now? You know, what are the biggest goals for you? Because you're part of their team and you're also there to make your manager successful, not in a sucking up way, but you're part of that team. And so understanding their world, because then, then when you go, back to your day-to-day, you can kind of then connect some dots and go, well, wait a minute, like my boss is trying to get that done. I just noticed that, um, you know, as an example, when I was at Microsoft, like they were all trying to, you know, get all these partners and a, and a cohort, you know, to the cloud, which really <laughs> does show my age. Um, and um, I was like, okay, that's great. Like, you know, this MD, I know your scorecard. You tell me, you know, they were very open about their goals. And I was like, well, wait a minute, we're trending red on that scorecard. Um, you know, or we're all saying that's great and that's green, but I've just been in the field and I spoke to these seven partners and they said there's no way on earth they're going to go to the cloud for these reasons. You know, and we don't seem to be thinking about it, right? So then I'm connecting what I'm seeing on the ground with stuff that my boss, you know, my boss's boss cares about. Yeah, and I think that's really good. And you can only do that when you ask your manager. And that's, that's also great, um, you know, uh, different from specifically managing up, but you're, you know, really um, enabling your boss to hit their goals. Um, and then the third one is, um, you know, know their assessment. So back to you with M, where you're like, hey, I primarily see her as a coach, as a support. That's excellent. And it's fine that the assessment... Um, 
you know, is happening a bit behind the scenes, you know, or it's happening, um, you know, it's, it's always there assessing. But do you understand her assessment of you, right? And ideally they are um, open about that and they're transparent. But like, if not, then I always flip the ownership back on you, like take the radical ownership and then go, okay, like, tell me, Em, like, how am I going in this role? Like, <laughs> if you know, you know that my goal is to be, you know, a senior CSM in a year's time, or, you know, my goal is to be this principal engineer or whatever it is. Do you feel like I'm on track for that promotion in two years time? You know, and if not, what are the major things like that I should be focusing on? If I should just focus on one thing to get better on right now, like what would you recommend uh, for that to be? Now, in an ideal world, your manager is this perfect human being, you know, that's giving right context, right goal support, like blah, 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 blah. But that's, that's impossible. Um, and so I think in the absence of knowing their assessment, then yeah, I would ask your manager for that. And, you know, I think like in terms of uh, teams and, and, and broader stakeholders, like that weekly email and, um, you know, just the simplicity, you know, I'm a big fan of like traffic lights. Um, so you yep. can just add a, add a you, can, you can just skim it and go, that's red, that's green, that's green. Okay, that's red. Okay. And then your first question is going to be like, why? Like, what mm. are we doing? And then you can just, you know, when I send an investor report, I'm like, hey, this is red. And then the first, I have, I have the first thing I say is why. And then I put a one line as to why it's red. And then the next thing, what are we doing about it? Right. <laughs> and we're doing these three bullet points. Um, because it kind of it's a bit shit if you're responsible for an area and you're like this is red this is red, well then, like so. yeah yeah you don't want them then you're just going to get the email going what are we doing about it like yeah. so you want to be on the front foot and just sort of think through that um, and the simplicity and certainly if you're managing down or you're managing across I think explaining the why and the reminding of like if you're a product team uh, or a product manager sending an update that goes out to the broader organization you want to keep it simple here's the traffic lights here's what we're working on you know and the reason you know we're building this you know, reporting module, the reason we're building this, you know, widget, you know, the reason why is this, 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 and here's how we're tracking towards our goal. Mm. Um, you know, that, that, cause they're not always going to have the deep nuanced detail cause you're working on that product every day. You know, you're going to send it to other broad stakeholders. And so part of managing across, you know, is the having the drumbeat of simplicity and the drumbeat of, of why. That's great. Any final points that you want to make sure we, we touch on here? This is a, a topic that I'm really passionate about because I think um, managing up is viewed as sucking up and, and managing up has is viewed as not real work. Yeah. Um, but if your boss and your key stakeholders know accurately what's going on in your world, uh, where you're stuck, where you need support, um, then they can best do their job in both unblocking and also having, frankly, the correct assessment of where you're at as well, which is only going to accelerate um, what it is that you're trying to do in being successful 100%. in your startup job. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and the way that we're going to round out today's mm. episode is uh, we're going to hear from a couple of folks. Actually, they've all been, been mentioned in this episode. Mm. Um, two or three folks from our team mm. um, and, th- and their thoughts on this in a couple of minutes. Um, you have a listen to these um, and you'll probably find that there is actually a lot of overlap between what we talked about that's today. Great. And I think that's that's the point. That's why I want to include these at the end. It's like we've actually said, hey, Ivan, hey, AJ, hey, Maddie, what are your thoughts on managing up? Right. They've all actually kind of said the same thing. Yeah, it's great. I mean, and, you know, like I said, Maddie, gold standard in the pre-read. She goes into detail about AJ, that. AJ, you know, really uh, gold standard, as is Ivan on the, the weekly email summary that I get. Yeah. Uh, and I think Ivan does a really good job in understanding what's driving me and really just getting into my head mm. and really understanding, okay, what's going on Mike's well okay what's really really happening because he needs to be my co-pilot and my sidekick to support which you often are as 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 for your for your manager and for your boss as well yeah um and he doesn't wait for me necessarily to um like he's he's really comfortable to go on the front foot and go okay like what's going on here or like how do I do this uh and so I think those core principles you know really stand out and so yeah that's why I'm glad they've they've shared their thoughts and we're going to jump into that right now thanks for listening as always always a pleasure Kai First, we're going to hear from Maddie Stillman, who's our Head of People and Culture. Hi, Mike and Kai. My approach to managing up can be boiled down into three key principles. The first is that senior leaders' time is precious. Secondly is you should make recommendations or decisions yourself first. And thirdly, write it down. So the first one around senior leaders' time being precious, you need to use it well because that means you'll probably get more of it and they'll actually want to attend your meetings. How do I actually execute on this? I'm a big fan of written comms and pre-reads before a one-on-one. 
ideally I try to get those out 24 hours before I essentially break down the email into priority order of things on my top of mind for me. I provide the relevant context, not all of the context, and clearly call out the ask or recommendation. And I'll actually physically highlight that so it stands out. Um, I'll also do a bunch of async small asks via email that I don't need meeting time for. Um, In person, I will clearly set the agenda for those top priority items that I want to discuss and clearly work through where I'm blocked. Um, It means I leave those meetings going bang, 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 yes, no, yes, no, um, and I'm unblocked for pretty much the next week, which is great. Um, Now, the second point is making decisions yourself and having them checked. Whether that's actually going to be the final decision or if you're putting forward a recommendation for approval, always make a recommendation. People much prefer getting a clay mould or a shitty draft that they can edit and play with rather than starting with a blank canvas. Uh, I think what my two principles for like which decisions uh, need to need to go through your manager and rather than just making yourself on the fly, firstly, is things that are going to have an impact in more than three months' time. And secondly, things that you know they will have an opinion about. So get to know your leader so you know that. A good example for myself and Mike was naming our offsite to Bali last year. Um, whilst pretty minor thing to name the Bali offsite Momentum 22 rather than the Bali offsite, um, I knew it was going to have an impact in three months' time. I knew we were going to refer to this multiple times. Um, and so I wanted it to be memorable. Thirdly, write it down. Um, I would say you actually need to do 90% of your thinking before the meeting and get unblocked on the 10% that you can't figure out yourself in the meeting. So I have a 40-minute weekly one-on-one with Mike and I would probably spend about 60 to 90 minutes preparing for that, um, really deeply thinking about what I need to ask and writing it all out, which often solves a lot of my own problems. Um, It's clear for them to digest beforehand. They can pillow test it and come to the meeting with really clear answers and recommendations rather than kind of fluffing around it together, trying to get to the, um, the key issue there. And that would be my three tips. So senior leader's time is precious, use it well, make those recommendations yourself and write it down. Next, we're going to hear from AJ Joshi, who is our Director of Demand Generation. So just a note on um, how to manage up with a manager. So typically I like to keep it pretty simple, but try to address three key things. So the first thing is having a, a good foundation from your where your relationship with your manager is going to start from, and that is setting the right expectations. So being super clear with your manager on what they see success in your role looking like and um, are there critical milestones, is there numbers that you need to hit, so starting there, so being super clear about what what is success in this role. Um, And then the second thing is having a really strong communication line. So typically you'd match the way that your manager likes to receive and give information. So do they prefer emails? Do they prefer calls? Do they prefer async updates? Um, Matching that. Um, And the third thing is the visibility element. So once you sort of identified like, okay, this is what success looks like. This is how they like to communicate. Now it's the part where you share often and you share early. And so they're never sort of wondering like, what is this person doing? Where are they up to? You always want to be proactive um, and giving enough visibility as you possibly can. And I think in this instance, over-communicating is probably better. Um, But yeah, those three things, if you can nail those three things, I think you are off to a good start. And last but not least, we'll hear from Ivan Vasotsky, who is our Chief Operating Officer. First of all, remember, your manager is a human. We tend to think about managers differently. That's probably coming from some of the prime instincts we have in social behaviours in the early days of humanity, where a tribe leader could literally condemn you to death. But there's still a bit of that notion that managers are somehow special. The thing is, outside of your performance review, they're still humans. When I receive special treatment from some of my team members because I'm a manager, it actually doesn't sit well with me. You know, one-on-ones, or your manager wants to understand what's on your mind, what's keeping you up at night. Flip the script. Ask your manager what's keeping them up at night, what's on their mind. A little empathy goes a long way. 
by understanding the human side of your manager, you will be able to connect better with your manager and understand what's driving some of their behaviors. Speaking of behaviors, a big part of managing up is helping your manager becoming a better version of themselves. You need to be thoughtful about what and when and how to share. Talk to them about what works for them, how to provide that feedback. Would they be open to it? What's the best way to deliver? Also, if you notice something, a better approach would actually be rather than trying to change the human, try changing the system. For example, if your manager is very strong verbally and you're struggling to speak up in meetings or struggling to contribute because of that, or you need to you need time to think, check with them if it would be okay to share your thoughts or ideas async. You could suggest maybe introducing structure to some meetings, whatever works for you, try that. One thing that, that worked for me personally is uh, finding and connecting with a good purpose to work together. Not to work for your manager, but work with your manager. A purpose that you and manager could both agree on and that would help your manager to achieve their success. Even if your job is to spin widgets all day long, it's likely connected to something bigger um, that your manager cares about. Another big thing I'm seeing is that people sometimes fall into is the entitlement trap. More often than not, I hear things like, my manager must build my development plan. My manager has to do check-ins with me. My manager sets unrealistic expectations. Take the ownership of the situation. See what you can do. It's better to do it that way than expect your manager to do things and then bitch about your manager. And another trap is something I heard from someone else. I'm not going to say the name. I definitely don't fall into that trap, but that trap is of too much confidence or projecting too much confidence. The reason you don't want to be falling into that trap actually deprives you of valuable conversations, good check-ins, really getting to the best outcome. So ask your manager for feedback. Ask for things like, am I on the right track? Am I doing the, the right things? And every manager is different. Some managers would want to see like an early version. So some managers would want to see everything done in one go. <laughs> and it actually goes back to my very, very first point. Understand the human, understand what works, understand what doesn't. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Startup Jobs. Uh, if something resonated with you in today's episode, please spread the love uh, and share it with someone in your network who might get something from it. Um, and while you're there, please leave us five stars on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It really helps us out in spreading the show, uh, getting it into the ears of new people uh, wanting to get into startup jobs. Thank you for being here. We'll see you next time.